what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome back to My Dad Watches The Bachelor. I'm Meredith, and I'm here with my co-host, my dad. Hey, Meredith. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. It was nice to finally have a two-hour episode of a Bachelor programming after having multiple three-hour episodes for Bachelor in Paradise. So two, it, it just flew by. Okay. Well, I wasn't watching Bachelor in Paradise, and I had to get through my Braves playoff game, so it was a long night for me, okay? Okay. So we're on two ends of the spectrum here. Okay. I, I'm, I'm on the... I need the Braves to win a playoff game spectrum, and, and you're on the Bachelor spectrum. Yeah. And I mean, that seems... Right. It seems where like where we should be. Well, I I'm it's good to get started here and uh we got to spend some time with uh, Michelle and her parents. And aren't her parents very nice and doesn't she hold her parents in high regard? Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't it be nice? I, I mean, she obviously really loves her parents, and her parents have been married for over thirty years, as have yours and and um quite the role models, don't you think? Yeah. You want to toot your own horn a little bit more this morning? Uh, I'm getting to that. Don't worry. You tell me when we can start. <laughs> okay. Is that one of your highs for the day? Actually, no, it's not. It was just an observation. But oh, okay. my, my, my first highlight is me for nailing the first impression rose with Nate. You know, I got that one right, which I must say was pure luck, but I'll, I'll take uh, whatever win I can get. I, I put that as a high as well, because for the first time ever, I think one of us got the first impression rose correct, and that that's a big deal. And, you know, I should have known that Michelle was going to go for the guy that was six foot eight. That was that was ignorant on my part. She's a basketball player. She's a she's a relatively tall young lady. So uh, and, and Nate's little bio was friendly. But but, you know, it, it just made me think uh, yeah, that. This is all luck. I'm throwing darts, and mine just happened to hit. So, so I'm happy that it did. But because you're you're always happy to hold it over me when you when you end up with more of the finalists than I do. Well, I already have more of the finalists than you. I do. know, I know. Well, let's so let's let's keep moving then. Okay. Well, speaking of like our picks, one of my highs was that to start off the intro packages, my top four picks had the first three intro packages, which I was, I was like, whoa, these keep coming. I feel like that's pretty impressive. As the episode went on, wasn't feeling that great about a majority of my picks, but it felt good to have three of them right off the back at intro packages. And when you say intro packages, you're not talking coming out of the limousine. You're saying that uh, they, they spent some time showing their backstories, which made you feel like if they're showing the backstory, so those guys are probably going to be around for a while. Yeah, we got a Chris S., a Clayton, and a Joe intro package. And you and I both picked Clayton and Joe. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so, so we're 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 both we're we're simpatico there. Yeah. So that that was exciting to start off the night. Well, as as anyone who watches this crazy show knows, the first show is really spent introducing the. Uh, eligible bachelors and showing their entrances out of the limousines. And and again, this is not how you really want to meet somebody, but they're trying to make an impression. And I guess the ones that I sort of liked, you know, I guess in my mind, I'm thinking, hey, 
you know, there are 30 handsome guys coming out here. You have to find a way to make yourself stand out. So if I have any highs from last night's show, the, the two that stuck out to me were Chris, who came in with the shorts and the backpack like he's going back to school. I thought that was sort of cute. You know, I mean, he's trying to distinguish himself. And I have, I, I hate to say it, it's corny. Maybe it's dad joke like, but I like Rick coming in as the main entree. And, uh, you know, she took the cover off the main plate and there's his head. So it wasn't that cute. It was memorable. I thought that you were going to hate Rick the table boy just because of how long he stayed in the table throughout the night. Because last season with Joe or James being in the box, you really hated it. You were like, when's this guy coming out of the box? And it was a similar vibe, but you seem to seem to like Rick more. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I, I thought that maybe it was a little bit more clever where we could actually see his face and his head as opposed to someone just staying in the box the whole time. So uh, I don't know. I, I must have caught me on the right night or maybe I was just uh, so exhausted after my Braves gave up four runs in the eighth to blow the game that uh, I was I was more open to such All right. things. This isn't the sports podcast. I know okay. sometimes we talk about a little, but my, my baseball knowledge is not that high. So we're going to stick to football here. Okay. Okay. So I enjoyed both of those. I I think that Chris's entrance stood out to me the most as well. And I also liked Clayton's having the um yardstick that to to get a little spanking from the teacher. And I like that Tasha and Caitlin called it a teacher stick. It's like they didn't know what it was called. <laughs> teacher stick. Yeah, I, I thought that was cute as well. Uh, and and I, I did find the teacher stick comment amusing. Hit me with the teacher stick. <laughs> and I, I liked that it seems compared to Katie's season, we have a much higher production value going on. It seems like – even the promos we were getting for Michelle's season, it just seems bigger. It seems better. They seem more excited about Michelle, and that makes me more excited about this season. Okay. I, I didn't notice that that much, but I'll, I'll assume that was okay. Although I, I, I didn't write this down, but just a, I, one observation, when they did the final – when they did their rose ceremony, it looked like they were doing it in the lobby of a Hilton or something. It, it really looked – I, I don't know. Just sort of couldn't they find a better place to do it? It feels like someone's going to come down the, the stairs or an elevator here and we'll sort of walk out and wave at them. I didn't, I didn't really know what was going on there. Yeah, it wasn't quite as intimate as the rose ceremonies usually are. It's usually in like a dimly lit room and kind of closed in. Um, I imagine th- they're in the hotel that they have rented out. So no one's going to pop in and wave to them. But basically the whole night seemed like it was in that lobby and I just felt so bad for Michelle how many times she had to walk up and down that huge staircase like I'm surprised that she never fell I would have fallen she's wearing some high heels going up and down these stairs all night having all these guys watch her go up and down the stairs each night could have gone badly well, when we see the blooper reel, perhaps it did go badly at some point in time, or this is only the first show. Yeah, you know, she's got lots of chances to fall downstairs. Yeah, that's true. I speaking of the rose ceremony, I did enjoy that. You know, we comment on how night one of the show goes into the morning of the next day, 
And I felt like with editing, they really embraced that this time because we cut to commercial after the final or before the final rose is given out. You know, is Michelle going to give it to Joe? We don't know. And then when we cut back, they show the outside of the hotel broad daylight. They yeah, aren't even like, trying to hide it anymore. It, look, it looks like it's noon or something. I mean, it was like... It um, was not even early morning. It was <laughs> middle of the day. These guys are still in their tuxes. We're pretending it's still night. They're still talking like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to make it to tomorrow. You've made it to tomorrow, buddy. Yeah, I I, I was... I was taken aback by that as well. And that uh, just the thought of this, this day, or, or I don't know what time they're starting this. Obviously they're starting it at night, but uh, this thing must drag on for so long. And she still says she doesn't get to talk to all the guys. What a, what an awful night. I, I'm just impressed that these guys can keep up for so long because if I had to stay up all night dressed up in formal wear, I think I'd be delusional by the end of the night by lack of sleep and like you're on this adrenaline for being on the show the first time. I know I wouldn't be my best self. So I'm impressed with these guys. Well, and and you have to be impressed with Michelle. She's the one in the heels uh, being the, the hostess the whole time. So That's true. Uh, so kudos to her. And And we did not have any drunken idiots last night. If they were, they were quiet drunks. They were not uh, idiot drunks. I feel like usually we get our token drunk, and that just didn't happen last night. And and I don't think that we know who our villain is yet. Um. Well, your villain is gone. So <laughs> Garrett, Garrett, I think he was like the tech guy, guru, guru whatever. But uh, my guy, what's his name? Peter, the pizza guy in the promo. He looked like he was going to be a good villain. He was throwing people's jackets in the pool. Was that Peter? Well, then, then, then you might be onto something there. I mean, he 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 looked like he you know he he's pretty darn cocky, right? that's for sure. So uh, I guess he does have villain potential, but I, I, I'm not ready to elevate him to villain status quite yet. I was feeling good about him as my villain pick simply because he walked in wearing a sparkly suit jacket. Okay, I, I'll I'll take that out of my uh, rotation then. <laughs> Do you have any other highs? No. Okay, Lowe's. Number one for me, the Tuxedo Speedo from the Yoga Guru. Ew. No pants. Yeah, he was on my low list as well. Um, I'm not sure what his thought process was. And did do we think he put pants on later during the show? Because I don't remember that look popping up again. I don't remember it popping up either. I only remember seeing him again when he got his rose and we didn't see the lower halves. But I hope for the sake of everyone, he did put pants on. Yeah, yeah, he was he was on my low list as well. And I yeah, there there's some some of the guys look like they walked off the set of Revenge of the Nerds to me. Um, you know, and people of a certain age will remember that movie. Jack Russell, the former army officer, thanks for your service, but he just he just seemed very awkward and nerdy to me. Um, that was the Philly boy. Alec and Pardeep seemed to be uh, also uh, awkward. You know, uh, I don't know if Alec. I, I don't. I, I know Pardeep is still there. I don't know about Alec. Alec is still there. Jack Russell. No. Okay. Well. So, so I, I, to me, to me, they just didn't seem to have the same 
style points as some of the other fellows, but not, not, not that that's always bad, but for a stupid show like this, unfortunately, style often matters more than substance. Yeah, and it, it did seem like with this cast of men, we the show is being more inclusive. You know, it's not the same basic white boy that we're getting anymore. But, you know, that is like the bread and butter of this show in the past. And so it, it does seem like the, some of these new guys coming in seem a little overwhelmed. Well, I also um, – I, I, I'm sure we're going to talk a little bit about Ryan and his ice cream truck. And, and my my first observation was him is, hey, buddy, button your shirt. You know, he, she, you know he, his shirt was pretty much all the way unbuttoned. He's showing off his chest. And I, I was like, come on. You know, that's not how you make a good impression. Come on, Ryan. Yeah, Ryan had a lot working against him last night. He had done his homework. (laughs) He had done his homework. Um, Before we get into Ryan, I put him in a wrong reason. I had a low of Rodney. Um, He dressed as an apple to be the apple of Michelle's eye. And he wore a red apple costume. And Michelle asked him what type of apple he was. And he said, Granny Smith. And I immediately wrote down wrong. This This is not right, Rodney. And I'm really glad Michelle ended up calling him out on that. And Rodney just seemed to have no idea that Granny Smith apples are green and that there are different types of apples. Yeah, you you would think that if you're going to dress up as an apple, you might have you you might have thought through that a little bit. I think that he was trying to be the apple that was given to the teacher, you know, so sort of. Yeah, a, of course, of course, but you know. He's just so wrong. He, so so Rodney does not know his apples. Yet Rodney lives to to date another day. So he's still going to be around for a little bit. Maybe he'll get the apple orchard date that we saw in the promo, just so that Mich- Michelle can teach him another lesson. I'm, I'm sure that he would embrace having that date with Michelle and, and being taught about apples. So um, I was not a big fan of Romeo. Coming in, uh, coming in, speaking French, and uh, you know, he just seemed a little swarmy. I don't, I don't know. Something about him, I, I, I found off-putting. Yeah, I cringed throughout his French, and then him talking about how, oh, you can be the Juliet to my Romeo. There were a lot of entrances that I felt cringy on. And they didn't even show. It seemed like they, they, they didn't show them all either. So, um, so. So they could have been, we could have been worse. That could have been a better one. It it could have been worse. So, I mean, those, those were sort of the major lows that, uh, that I, that I noted. Okay. Should we get into the wrong reason since that, that kind of builds off of it? Um, you want to do the wrong reason? Let's, yeah, sure. Let's do, let's hear your wrong reason. I I want to talk about Ryan. Okay. Let's talk about Ryan. Why don't you tell people the, the Ryan story? So for some reason, for the first time ever, we have our host, co-hosts, going to meet these men before night one, going to like check them out for Michelle, make sure they're Michelle material. And this is one, this has never happened before. Two, why once Caitlin and Tasha go into these men's rooms, 
do they start digging through their stuff? Obviously, they know that they're going to find something. So what ends up happening is they find that Ryan has a folder labeled Bachelorette, which he has spelled incorrectly. I don't know if you caught that, but he did not spell Bachelorette correctly. And he has basically done his homework and has notes on how to get screen time on the show and people he should emulate that were successful on their seasons, how not to be a villain. And this is just like so stereotypically bad of someone to do. Like this is the exact one thing you should never do. So my questions are, why would he bring that with him? And second, like, how would the producers know that he had this in order for Tasha and Caitlin for the first time ever to go meet the guys early and go through their stuff? Like, did he tell the producers that he brought notes to help him along the way? I'm very confused about this because they had to have known that he had these notes. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. Well, I I, I don't know if I totally agree with that part of it in that I, 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 I guess to me the question is, did these, our hostesses, uh, Tasha and Caitlin, did they do this to all of the guys and they just uh, showed footage of some of the more interesting ones? Um, did they... Uh, the other ones weren't that interesting. Well, they only showed one other, which, uh, yeah, they, they said, oh, he's organized, blah, blah, blah. He's got it together. And then they showed Ryan, who had you know obviously smuggled in some, some papers to... to hopefully help him and guide him through this process, uh, which wasn't good. You, know, you, you don't, you shouldn't have crib notes. And, and uh, when, when um, he was confronted about it by Michelle and Michelle was reading through him, didn't, didn't some of the notes, which he claimed was from a, 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 a friend's wife say, you, you can be mean, don't be mean. And, and it made him sound like you're, you're kind of a jerk. Don't be a jerk. That would be bad. Yes, that was part of the notes. So um, I did a little research, and um, back pre-COVID, The Bachelor was doing this thing called Bachelor Live on Stage, and it was this tour where former leads Ben Higgins and Becca Kufrin would go around to different cities and basically have like a mini Bachelor, Bachelorette season on stage, and they'd pick like a lead. And Ryan was one of the leads at this show. And he is sitting there telling Michelle, like, I just really don't know anything about this show. Like, I've watched maybe two hours. These notes are just to help me understand what's going on. Like, blatant liar right there. Well, well, so so I wrote down, you know, for, for wrong reason, number one, having, you know, having your notebook there, your playbook, not a good thing. But what rubbed me even as a more wrong reason is, is we've got these people going through these guys' stuff, like uh, the Gestapo here, you know, and, and they're sending the guys out of the room, going through their suitcases, doing this. So let me ask you, uh, you know, as, as someone who is, is uh, politically sensitive and awoke, uh, if the shoe is on the other foot and 
Who is replacing Chris Harrison uh, for next year? Jesse Palmer. If Jesse Palmer goes into the women's room and says, oh, you're going to leave while I go through your suitcase and starts pulling out lingerie and God knows what uh, sort of stuff you have in your toiletry bag, which I don't want to know about, and I've been married for 30 years, uh, you know, how, do we, how are we feeling about that? Yeah, that it probably wouldn't look good if the roles were reversed. Um, but you know, Tasha and Caitlin make it very playful, and like the guys play along with it, so it 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 doesn't seem like sketchy in that way when they do it. But you know, you know, there there are things that like sometimes girls can do that guys can't do, even in you know the age of twenty twenty one, and it seems okay if a girl does it, not so much if a guy does it. You know, we don't have the full equality that we want yet. But my main issue here is why does it take so long for Tasha and Caitlin to tell her about it? It's not cool. You know, they find this. They should probably immediately go to Michelle. I think I would have liked it more if this guy didn't even get a limo entrance because Michelle already sent him packing. Well, as you know, uh, sometimes they find ways to amp up the drama on this show. So uh, perhaps we're being manipulated. (sighs) Never. So anyway, you know, my, my wrong reason is more just with, with uh, you know, you know we're, we're going to bring in drug sniffing dogs or we're going to have these people go through all, all sorts of your personal stuff. Uh, the producers do go through their stuff when they get there. They like confiscate anything because people have tried to like smuggle phones, like extra phones onto the show. Like they take your phones away. They take your books away or whatever. You can't even have books. I don't think you can have books. No. Oh gosh, you can't have books, but I can have my my How to Win the Bachelor playbook. You know, I, I think poor Ryan was obviously Ryan sounds like he's got some issues. Sounds like he needed to go, but I also sort of feel like he was set up there. Yeah. So I, I I don't I don't like the whole way this thing went down. My other wrong reason is is one of uh, our top four, Joe. So we find out that as Joe does his limo entrance. That Michelle recognizes him. She it takes her a little bit to place it, but she like remembers his last name and says that she DM'd with him at some point about basketball, a couple messages back and forth, and then he ghosted her. And so, you know, before this conversation that Joe and Michelle had, my immediate thought is that this is not a good look to ghost a girl and then show up on her season of The Bachelorette. It seems a little bit like clout chasing here. He just wants to be famous. He already had this little in. This could be an easy way for him to get noticed. And Michelle ends up having a conversation with Joe about what happened between the two of them. And it seemed very intense for the first talk with someone who's essentially a stranger to you. And they get into – he Joe starts talking about how he – like owned a property or something at George Floyd Square and how there were all of, you know, the riots and killings and and everything going on there and how he just wasn't in the right headspace to be with someone um which is which is a big thing to tell someone for why you ghosted them, you know, he, uh, and it was it was an intense conversation for their first conversation. It was. I, I I did not include this as a right reason, wrong reason. It was, you know, Joe, handsome fellow. I think they're both from Minnesota. 
uh, you know, I think we recognize they had a lot of commonalities. Um, you know, so, and, and I guess we've got a, a, a little bit of history when, when somebody might've contacted a bachelor before, beforehand, it seems like that's happened before. Did, did, did Claire, was that Claire's season that, uh, that happened? She had been yeah, in I think that um, what that big football player that couldn't get over her maybe had contacted her during quarantine, and it sounds like this was a quarantine DM between Michelle and Joe, like pre Matt James's season. Yeah, yeah. But well. don't get me wrong; like I think I'm not saying the wrong reason is his reason for ghosting her i think the wrong reason is like him showing up after ghosting her on her season with like no communication it, it, it's not a great look for him yeah it's not a great look i mean if, if is he supposed to resume communication and say oh by the way i'd like to to, to be on your show and, and okay. does that create think, other issues i don't know i think he just doesn't go on the show maybe wait till next season Unless he's really into Michelle, but I guess if he was, uh, he should have not he could ghosted have her. Dm'd her back. Yes, yes. <laughs> do you do you have a right reason for this show? Um, so I have two. I've Rick the table boy. He once once exiting the table, he seemed very genuine and sweet about how he did it. Did the whole gimmick? He just wanted to put a smile on Michelle's face and make her laugh. Like he seemed like a genuine guy. And seemed to be very interested in Michelle. And he, he seemed very sweet. I was I liked him. Um, he did have, like, some scary eyes, though. I don't know if you noticed, like, with his head in the table, his eyes looked a little scary. During the rose ceremony, his eyes looked a little scary. Like, it looks like he may or may not be wearing eyeliner. And so I was getting kind of, like, a Halloween vampire-y vibe from him. I, I didn't notice that. But I did, I did appreciate the fact that he... Um, you know, came off as look. You know, I'm here to to keep things upbeat and make you laugh, and and that's I think that's that can go a long way for for building a strong relationship. So we'll see if anything. Yeah, seemed like a nice guy. We'll see. And and I I thought his entrance was was clever and sit out. And so so let's see how how Rick does. Mm-hmm. What 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 other hided uh, other right reason did you have? My other right reason was Nate. He, he he obviously set out by getting the first impression rose. And on a Bachelorette season, history has shown us that a guy that gets the first impression rose typically wins the season. So he is like a standout that we need to look at. Like he he's almost unless he ruins it for himself, guaranteed a final four spot at this point, based on historical evidence. And he just seems like a cool guy. You know, their conversation flowed really easily. And they they had like a more serious talk between them about his childhood and his parents getting divorced and what he wants for his future and how he wants to act in front of his children. I, I just liked him. He it seemed very natural between the two of them. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I think that uh, you always get points for trying for, for showing that you are vulnerable. And uh, Nate felt, yeah, he seemed a little vulnerable. He, he shared stuff, but uh, he wasn't blurting it out. She had to, she had to uh, 
uh, work it out of him a little bit. So they seem to have a good connection. He seemed pretty sincere. So, so, uh, and he, he it, got the only kiss of the first night. I didn't even notice that. Okay. Well, good for him. <laughs> so. All right. Do you have any right reasons? Well, my right reason went to Michelle for dealing with the Ryan issue as, as she did. And in, in that, uh, I, I didn't like the way the thing went down, but she was sort of thrown into it by uh, Tasha and Caitlin. And, you know, she went up with Ryan to his room, looked at the information, had a conversation with him and made a decision and stuck with her decision. And I was, I was saying, Hey, you know, she's, she's taking care of her business appropriately and uh, and quickly and and moving on so i i say right reason for michelle you know you got you got 30 guys there you know if if you're starting with those sort of red flags that she talked about go ahead and kick one out you're fine you got you got a bunch of other guys here you'll be fine i agree i agree so so that and also right reason to abc no celebrity dating game after the bachelor i was i was I was happy to see that, or happy not to see that. So, uh, so uh, way to go, ABC! Um, they're once again listening to what you have to say. I think it's this podcast. You know, uh, people uh, people should be uh, going to the Mesh TV, listening to our podcast. You know, rating our podcast, listening to other Mesh TV podcasts. Yeah. Well. You know, my MVP is actually piggybacking off of your right reasons. And no, it's not about the celebrity dating show. It's about Michelle. Michelle is our week one MVP, you know, for similar reasons you said, for the right reason. She's very swift in her decision making and sending Ryan home. I thought it was quite impressive that she was able to place Joe almost immediately and remember his last name. Like she's in like a completely new situation. She probably has some high adrenaline going and she's still able to recognize him. I think that she's going to be a really good lead. She's funny and smart and I enjoyed watching her. So I'm excited for the season to continue. I'm looking forward to watching her school some people in basketball as well, because I I think she's, you know, just from some of the clips we've seen, uh, we, we know she's a basketball player, but I think she's really a very good basketball player. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, me too. So before you give us some fatherly advice to wrap up, um, our pick update, I currently have all four picks still. You have three. You lost Jomari, who I believe was your last pick in the one that eats a watermelon every single day, that I said that that was a bad pick to make. So just throwing that out there. Yeah, but I got the first rose right, okay? So I'll always have that. <laughs> yep, you'll always have that. Okay, fatherly advice? So a few thoughts after watching the first episode. Uh, so I couldn't help but say that you should, you or other people listening, if you're you know, if your parents are, are good role models, you should, it's good to look for people that have those strengths, but you do have to recognize that your, your parents aren't perfect. So you really can't put us on what? that high a pedestal. You really what? shouldn't, don't wait for perfection. You know, you, you know, you're, or you're going to be waiting a long time. Um, you know, just the importance of communication. I, I, I referred this back to Joe, as you mentioned, the fact that he ghosted her, which, 
you know, not exactly, you know, my, my generational term, but uh, just important of, if you're going to have a relationship with somebody, kind of have good communication skills there. And we'll see how Joe turns out. He was a hemming and hawing a bit. Uh, you know, he, he, he was the one that got the last rose. Uh, it felt like um, Michelle was teetering on the edge of whether she should keep him around or not. I got the sense from some of the previews that he might be around for a while, but uh, hopefully, hopefully his communication will improve as uh, as as the weeks go by. And you know, my final uh, my final piece of fatherly fatherly advice: we had two firefighters uh, who I think I think are both still with us. I have no idea. Daniel and PJ. Daniel showed up on a toy fire truck, and PJ showed up in a real fire truck. And uh, uh, I just wanted to say, it's really not the size of the fire truck that matters. It's really how well you can put out the fire. You really need to focus on substance, not style. Was that so, supposed to be sexual? No, no, not at all. Okay. It's, it felt like we were leaning there. I just checked. Daniel and PJ are both still with us. PJ's, you know, PJ's a very handsome guy. I, you know, he... You know, he looked like a movie star to me. I don't know. Yeah, I enjoyed Daniel's bit more than PJ's for sure. No. Anyway, that's uh, that's what I've got for you this week. All right. Well, you know, that's some great advice for me and all of our listeners to take into consideration as we continue through the week. Um, if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure to comment, rate, subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. We'd really appreciate it. And that's all we've got for today. So join us next time to hear about the first dates of Michelle's season from The Right Reasons and my dad's. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.